Hey there, this is Kevin. I know we don't usually do the whole intro thing. It's not part of our hashtag brand. However, I wanted to let you know that this episode coming up does include some discussion of suicide. So if that's something you can't really handle right now, that's cool. Just skip this one. Uh, And if you really need help, please go to suicide.org and uh, find someone to talk to. Trust me, it's worth it. The first 20 seconds of unedited footage of a bear. (laughs) Great. Is great because it's footage of a bear and you hear apparently like what I imagine to be like the camera operators Mm -hmm. or something like mumbling to themselves in the background. And I thought it was going to be 10 minutes of like these two, (laughs) these two dudes just like mumbling to each other about the bear and like, you know, getting into some argument or conversation or whatever. Yeah. While you just just look at a bear. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. (laughs) I would have loved that. I mean, that could be done. I mean, there's a, there's a tightly scripted mini film to be made with that. Right. Right, where the bear has nothing to do with what you're actually no. watching, but what you're watching is just a bear. Yeah. I mean, bears are fun to watch. They are. Who doesn't want to sit there and watch 10 minutes of just like a bear sitting? Yeah, it's great. But um, the Totino's commercials are great. Yeah, I really, I, I appreciate them. I think the second one is my favorite, like of the three. The the, the the X-Files. The X-Files one, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that's my favorite too. Vanessa Bayer is so good. Mm-hmm. Like she's so good. Yeah, on SNL, she's very good on SNL. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate her a lot. Just the like the the thing the the commercial does the turn in the middle where it's like okay now this is actually a horror thing. Yeah, and she's freaking out and she's broken the character that she yes. was acting as the my hungry guys Totino's wife and she's freaking out in a very like genuine and honest way but yeah. still uses the what happened to my hungry guys like just <laughs> using that line again yeah. is yeah that's the best part it's well scripted it's a, it's a good it's a good sketch yeah good job i used to watch snl yeah i i've never consistently watched it i certainly don't watch it live cuz that's work and i'm asleep by then right but I will I will watch episodes on Hulu. Uh, there's we're not going to watch it because we're already talking. But yeah. there's a, there's an ongoing sketch they've done, kind of like the Totino's Pizza Rolls commercials, uh, that is a high school theater production. Those are funny. I love them, mm-hmm. and I love them because I've been in that space. I have been in that theater. I have worked with those people. The teenagers who think they're that they're blowing uh-huh. your mind. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. It just hits me right. Right where it goes. Yeah. And there was a spinoff of that that was related, I think. They weren't in the same vein, but it was the uh, the Crucible cast party. Yeah. Uh, which I love because, again, I've been to high school cast parties. I've lived that space. Uh, and Amy's dissertation involves the Crucible. So there's like oh, an extra right. yeah. level mm-hmm. of uh, fun there. Mm, that's good. Um, I've been reduced to... Uh, I used to like watch SNL live, mm-hmm. and then I used to like watch it the next day on Hulu. Mm-hmm. But in H- Hulu, even used to like be slightly edited. Mm-hmm. They would cut stuff. Yeah. Uh, now I'm reduced to I just subscribe to SNL on YouTube, and you get the good stuff. Yeah, and I get the good, and yeah, you get most of it. Um, I don't even watch all of the videos that they post, but like especially like you mentioned, like if. Twitter is talking about a particular thing. Like, I'll definitely watch that. Yeah. But I'll usually always watch like the weekend update ones. And um, I think I think the current hosts of Weekend Update are bad at their jobs. Um, I like Michael Che. I don't love Colin Jost. I I think even Michael Che is not 
good enough really? for Weekend Update. I mean, like, it used to be Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. Which is, like, the comedy duo of our time. Yeah, or, or before that when it was um, Seth and Amy. Like, yeah. Those were some of the like best recent years. I mean, you can go back to Chevy Chase. Sure. The original Weekend Update desk was amazing. Uh, David Spade was great. He had that biting wit. Mm-hmm. But the current Weekend Update hosts are just set up punchline. Yeah. Set up and punchline. I think the thing is, I think Weekend Update is still pretty well written. I like The jokes are usually pretty good, but I don't care about who's delivering them. Yeah, well, because there's none of them in there. Right, right. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite uh, running SNL things, though, is um, when David Ortiz, Big Poppy, is on Weekend Update. I don't know who that is. Have I've you seen, seen it? I've seen sketch. Okay. Um, it's it's Keenan, and he's playing David Ortiz, who's a Red Sox player. Okay. Um, I'm in, just because it's Keenan, because he's right. my favorite. And um, <clears throat> David Ortiz is... Mm, I don't remember exactly uh, which one. He's Dominican or Puerto Rican. Okay, or that's racist. Something related. Um, I know, but I don't remember exactly which one he is. <laughs> uh, and so he just, Keenan does his accent like perfectly. Okay. And uh, he just sits there and he lists a bunch of uh, like Spanish name foods that he's going to have for lunch. <laughs> And that's like the whole thing. That's pretty good. And it's hilarious. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I did. I also liked you for doing uh, weekend update hosts. Uh, girl, you shouldn't have started talking to at a party. <laughs> yeah, she's good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I think it's it's outrageous that they took the desk away from her. Yeah. Like she was hosting for a while, and they're like, "No, we're going to put two guys in here that aren't as funny as you." Bye. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of sucked. Which I think might be why I also don't like. Colin Yost and Michael Chan. Because it was Colin and her, right? Well, it was just her at first. I think at one point it was just oh, her. Oh, really? It may have been Colin and her, but either way, the desk is weak right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I miss Stefan. I never liked Stefan. Oh, come on. So to me, the humor of Stefan was always him breaking. Like he's got to read this thing that was written before he sat down and he <laughs> yeah. didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. And like that, like... The breaking is funny, but it's not, like, the joke. Like, there's not enough of a joke there. It's just him, like, being unable to continue. Yeah. Because he can't make himself say these things. But I, I think that's a, it's a different kind of enjoying SNL. You know who's really good at that? Jimmy Fallon. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I don't want to get into Jimmy Fallon. I know, but I'm just saying it's the same humor. Except... Bill Hader meeting the last Totina's pizza roll. Please, Bill Hader is like good and funny and likable and <laughs> and not a just a just wa- a Jimmy Fallon, just a waste of a comedy star. Um, but it, it it's fun when people break because it it gives you the little bit of sense of like I'm having fun and like hanging out with these people and we're goofing mm-hmm. around, as opposed to the kind of enjoyment where like. This is an incredibly well written and performed sketch, yes. and the comedy is great. Yes. When Stefan is breaking, like you're just enjoying someone, as if like you're hanging out with yeah. them and they're laughing. That's yeah. that's valid. Uh, I just want to say before we talk about anything else, I know you have a thing you wanted to mention and tell me about, which I'm very excited to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit outraged at how tidy your closet is. <laughs> oh, my bedroom closet. Yeah. Uh huh. Because I saw it as I was back there, 
And it's as tidy as the rest of your apartment, which is not surprising, mm-hmm. but it just bothers me a little bit because mm-hmm. that's not what closets are for. They're for messes? Yeah. See, mine's... They're for shoving all the stuff you need to be somewhere else when you're trying to tidy up. Yeah. I don't have stuff to shove, though. I know. Um, I know. I've... So part of having compulsions about neatness yeah. is trying to intelligently determine which ones are valuable and which ones are a waste of your time. Okay. Uh, and one of mine that I've had to determine was a waste of my time is making sure that the hangers that my shirts mm-hmm. are hung on are equally spaced Yeah, and on my closet bar. And so they're not all equally spaced anymore. So oh, it's good. a little less neat than it used to be. <laughs> like I just put a shirt up and I don't I just left it. And I don't like try to adjust it so all the spaces are equidistant. See, my, meanwhile, I'm just shoving extra shirts on there. Like how many <laughs> how tightly can I squeeze these like, to there's put three so, more hangers there's in? There's so many shirts in your closet yeah. that some of them don't even need to be on hangers. They're just like sandwiched yes, between other shirts. That is yeah. I'm sure that is true. <laughs> I could cut my hangers in half and still have all of my shirts be off the floor. Um, I don't have all my shirts off the floor. There are plenty on the floor also. But yeah. the other thing that helps is um, my closet. I have a I have a absurdly large closet. Yes, you do have a very especially large closet. for the amount of clothing that I have, which is <laughs> fairly small. Um, so my and it's and it's bedroom bathroom closet, mm-hmm. which is a weird organizational system to begin right. with. Um, so my cat's litter box is in the closet too. Yeah. So I don't want to like put stuff on the floor. Yeah. Or, you know, so it, it, that helps with keeping it neat is there's a litter box in there. Yeah, and there's I got, already a big box full of poop. I got to so. be careful. Uh, but it does force me to keep the litter box clean. I do it like <laughs> at least once a day because so your I don't clothes need... don't smell like cat poop. Yeah. Uh, so you bringing up my closet was a great segue. Was it? Good job. Me. Because I wanted to mention something that my cat did and it yeah. involves my closet. Oh, cool. So I have a sliding glass. I live on the fourth floor, and I have a sliding glass door to the outside. I don't have, yes. like, a balcony outside of it, but it's, like, a railing, and you can just open the door and be out At the window. in the open air. Yeah. And then there's a screen, but I keep the screen open. Mm-hmm. And I keep that door open, at least partially, a yeah. lot of the time because I like fresh air and the weather's nice and mm-hmm. whatnot. I also have bird seed that I put on that railing. So birds can come. And birds can come. And Theo likes to watch the birds. Theo's my cat. He likes to watch the birds. I like to watch the birds. It's nice to have birds around. Yeah. Um, So I put bird seed out this morning and I left the door cracked a foot. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I'm not worried about my cat. Yeah. Because he's a smart, intelligent cat. He's not Mm going to like fall out of a window. Yeah. Um, And I do this all the time. I leave my door open all the time. Okay. You, uh, you the tension probably, is mounting. Yeah, you can probably figure out where this is going. I come back from my lunch break. I live very close to work, so I walk home yeah. for my lunch break. And I walk into my apartment, and I go to use the bathroom. I walk into the bathroom, I'm like, what's that weird thing on the floor? There's like a, like, this wasn't, and because my apartment's so neat, like, I can immediately <laughs> identify. There's immediately something out of place. Anything that's out of place. I'm like, what's this, like, gray blob on the floor? What is that? And I walk through the bathroom and into my closet, and I turn on the light, and there's s- this stuff all over my closet floor. Okay. And I look, I bend down, and I look closer. Bird feathers. Yep. It looks like someone hit a bird with a baseball bat <laughs> inside my closet. <laughs> yeah, just a poof. There are feathers everywhere. Yeah. Only in my closet. <laughs> Um, 
I can't find the rest of the bird. That's weird. So, and I've looked, like, yeah. I scoured my apartment. Yeah. And I, you're getting, your apartment is very clean. It would be easy to find a bird. Right. Like, maybe it's under my couch. All it takes is a quick look under my couch. No nope, bird. No bird. But, like, there's not a lot of spaces to for a dead bird to hide. No. So, the bird either got... A bird would not have just flown into my apartment on its own. Because they, they've never done that. Mm-hmm. But somehow, Theo got a bird off the railing. Uh-huh. Into my closet, which is as far away in my from apartment window, yeah. as it can be from the window, got a lot of its feathers <laughs> on my closet floor, and then either ate it uh-huh. completely, yeah, or the bird escaped <laughs> and found its way back out the window, the window with a lot of its feathers and at least <laughs> some of its blood no longer in its body. <laughs> Um, overall, this makes me feel, I felt a lot of surprise and shock, but mostly a lot of pride. (laughs) I'm very proud of my son, my cat, Theodore. He's a very good cat. He ate a bird. And he possibly ate a bird? He, he did enough that I'm kind of comfortable saying he ate a bird. Yeah. Um, like, cause even if the bird escaped, I feel like he met the bar for eating a bird. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. He definitely got some of the bird into his mouth. Yeah. I'm sure of that. Um, but yeah, that's never happened before. I've lived here for eight, nine months, I think. And I do this all the time, (laughs) like all year long, like that door's open at least somewhat. And he's first time he got the bird and he got a bird this time. So now I'm going to be a little bit more careful about making sure I don't leave the door open enough that he can Mm -hmm. get a bird through it. Cause I don't, I really don't need like a bunch of bird blood on my carpet. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to come out of your deposit. Yeah, it will. So, um, I think it's great. And I wasn't, I'm not worried about him, him at all. Like yeah. he's, he used to be a feral cat. So I'm yeah. sure he's, well, he lived in the woods for a while. As right. we've said, yeah, I'm sure he's eaten many birds yeah. in his life. Um, he's fine. I hope he enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, actually I missed the beginning. The very first thing I thought when I came yeah. in, I like, I walked in, I walked into my apartment on my lunch break and I walked over to my window and his, yeah. and his food and water bowls are over there. Yeah. And I looked at his food bowl and I was like, there's more food in his bowl than usual. <laughs> like that's weird. Is he? Yeah. Is something wrong? Is he not yeah, eating? If he's his not food? eating. That's a bad sign. And then I discovered the bird. It's like no, he's eating fine. Yeah, he's. Uh, he doesn't need his shitty little dry food. He's got bird. <laughs> he got bird. <laughs> so I'm very proud of him. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. And it was last year sometime when my dog at the time ate mm-hmm. a bird. Mm-hmm. In front of me, yeah, I remember that. While I was trying to wrestle it out of its mouth, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was a little more worried about that because I knew this dog has never eaten a bird before, yeah, and it probably shouldn't eat a bird, probably shouldn't. But my dog liked it. I'm sure Theo enjoyed yeah, himself. I'm sure he enjoyed his bird snack. So, <laughs> and Theo the hunter. Here we are eating Totinos. It's Totinos. Totinos pizza rolls. We're a couple hungry guys. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we are some hungry guys. <clears throat> yeah, we we ate some Totino's pizza rolls that I shamefully purchased. Yeah. Um, and we're drinking $3 Whole Foods Pinot Grigio. It's called Three Wishes. That's because it costs $3. Is each, is each, each wish $1? <laughs> Those are some cheap Swish. wishes. Uh, the only I, I'm not a wine person normally, but I purchased this uh, because I made a mushroom risotto yesterday. Ooh. Um, and it called for some white wine. 
So I bought the cheapest white wine I could find. (laughs) Well, they say you're not supposed to cook with any wine you won't drink. So Right. And good news is I'll drink any wine. <laughs> I don't care. Have you ever tried to drink drinking wine? Or not drinking wine. Have you ever tried to drink drinking wine? Because it's good. <laughs> Have you ever tried to drink cooking wine? Like the stuff that comes in the gallon jug? I haven't. It's pretty gross. And it, because there's no attempt made for taste, right? Yeah, don't don't cook with it. Yeah. Don't put it in your food or your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever used it. Because, like, I don't cook with wine enough to yeah. need a gallon of it. Yeah. And I might as well buy a couple of bucks bottle of wine and there's plenty and drink of decent rest. wine out there for three bucks right like this is decent enough yeah it's fine tastes like wine are you a wine person do you have like tastes in wine i don't No. uh amy drinks some wine uh she drinks more wine than i do and so like i know what she likes hmm. like i know which ones that she's fond of but it's all like sub 15 sub 10 dollar bottles yeah so yeah i have like, I can't even decide if I like red or white more. Like, it's just all the same. Yeah. I would say I probably like white more. So I know enough yeah. about wine to say I prefer white. Yeah. So there's that about me. <laughs> but uh, you do you have, like, particular tastes about any alcohol? Like, probably I'm, beer. I'm pickier about beer. Yeah. Um, I'm not particularly picky about my spirits. Uh, I like gin and tonics. Like, that's my favorite mixed drink. Sure. Uh, and I can definitely tell the difference between a good gin and a gin and tonic and a not good gin and a gin and tonic. Okay. Uh, so, you know, your Bombay Sapphire is a little bit higher end, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the mid-range is something like New Amsterdam, which is typically a cheaper gin, but it's really tasty. Yeah. Uh, they also make vodka now, but I've always only ever had their gin. Um, and there's like Beef Eater, which is like technically gin. <laughs> <laughs> Is that their slogan? I think so. (laughs) Beef eater. We're technically gin. Yeah, I can. um, I know, like, I know what kinds of beer generally I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't love super hoppy beer. I don't. um, I don't like whatever like Budweiser and Coors are. Those those are uh, just bland. I I think I've made this joke before. I make this joke every time somebody brings them up because I am a beer snob when it comes to this. Right. Um, those are those are called American style lagers. Mm-hmm. That's their official categorization. And uh, this this joke has a bad word in it. I'm just putting a preface out there. If you don't want to hear me say a bad word, stop listening now. Uh, do you know how American style lagers and making love in a canoe are similar? I don't. They're both fucking close to water. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's my that's beer good. joke. That's a pretty good joke. Uh, yeah, I I will drink them if I really need beer, and it is the only beer that I can find. Right, like they're acceptable vessels for alcohol. Yeah. I will say uh, I like Lone Star. Like Lone Star is in that realm. It's fine, but you like it. I like it. Yeah. I think that is that's partially because first time I started drinking it was when I was in grad school in Oklahoma. Not Oklahoma, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Wherever I went to grad school. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that same thing. It's fine. Um, and the liquor store carried Lone Star. Uh, and I was the only person there who bought it. I'm 90% positive. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd go buy a six-pack of Lone Star and drink that because it was Texany. Right. Other than th- then I found a bar that sold liters, yeah, liters of uh, Scheinerbach, and I was way more excited oh, about that. Oh, nice. Because that's a much better Texas beer. Yeah. Yeah, I'll drink Lone Star. Um, I drank PBR for a while because it was cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, again, it's 
It's fine. It's fine. It, it's certainly a step up from like Budweiser, right? Uh, so there's that. Yeah, I'll um. I know I don't like vodka as far as spirits go. Yeah. I can enjoy pretty much anything else, but I can definitely tell tell the difference between I can tell when a when a liquor is really cheap. Yeah. Like you can just taste it just, it just how gross it is. It yeah. Um so I'll usually try if I am buying a liquor, I will try to buy one or two steps above very cheap. Yeah. Mid mid shelf. <laughs> right. But I don't I don't need to buy anything like fancy because I don't yeah, and can't don't appreciate tell. it enough. Right. Uh, I will say, uh, speaking of mixed drinks, I bought a soda siphon recently. I heard, saw you tweeting about this. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so the my my cultural context for these is comes from a weird place, which is like Three Stooges films. Okay. Um. So in Three Stooges or Laurel and Hardy or similar comedies of that era, there was often like a bottle of seltzer water that would get sprayed in somebody's face. Like you pull the oh, lever and it sprays yeah. in someone's face. Yep, I know. That's that. a soda siphon. They've been around forever or, you know, 100 years. Have whatever. you sprayed yours in anybody's face? No, mm. I haven't. Um, but I was thinking about it and I drink a lot of carbonated water at work because we have Topo Chico and Perrier and mm-hmm. just carbonation, carbonated waters like LaCroix and other brands. Like, just available for free all the time. Right. We also have beer and Cokes, and I drink those too, but I drink a lot of the carbonated water, and I really like it. And I was thinking about it, and I started buying some at home, but it's not less expensive than buying Coke or something similar. Right. And it hit me, like, well, I thought, I thought about buying a uh, soda stream because those are, those are very popular right now. Right. But they're also kind of dumb. Like, soda streams <laughs> make me angry for some reason. Okay. Um, I I can't quite put my finger on the why of it. Is it because you need to like, don't you need to buy like their special bottles of stuff? That certainly is part of it. Yeah. You've got to buy their CO2 cartridges. They're not a standardized cartridge. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute. There are standardized cartridges. There's got to be something that uses those. And then the, the, the three studios connection. Oh yeah. Seltzer bottles. Like these exist. Right. Soda siphons. Uh, and so I bought one and a hundred cartridges and I go through about a cartridge a day. Hmm. Um, it makes about a liter of soda water and you just go and it fills it up. You wait 10 minutes and you've got bubbly water. That's pretty cool. Uh, and I've taken it a step further on the advice of one Will Wheaton because uh, he stopped drinking about a year or so ago uh-huh. um, and talked about it a little bit on his blog. And he puts some uh, bitters in his soda water. Nice. And so I bought myself a bottle of orange bitters and I've been splashing that in. It's pretty darn tasty. Yeah. I, um, unflavored carbonated water is a very gross thing to me. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, it's it's good, mm-hmm. but it's it, it's better with a hint of the flavor. It feels like something's wrong with my water. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's uh, slightly alkaline at that point. Right, but yeah, it, it so it always it always struck me as odd that people drink just, like, yeah. unflavored carbonated no, I, water. I definitely just drink unflavored carbonated yeah. water as well. Um, but that's interesting. So, do you do all this because plain water is not... Like, you won't drink plain water? Yeah, plain water's dumb. I don't actively seek out just water to drink. Right. Uh, so it's one of those that's like, eh. But when it's fizzy and fun and activity, and there's like, <laughs> like honestly, like, this is it. Like, it's like, I, I can, like, oh, I can make a thing. I can do a thing, and then I have created fizzy water It's is more exciting to me. Yeah, having a process and gear yeah. is very enticing for a certain kind of nerd. I'm I'm that kind of nerd yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, being able to like 
put the canister in the thing and twist it on and here it go and then I'm like oh yeah I've made a thing like it's, it's that, does, that does sound kind of fun it's the same reason I like making coffee more than I like drinking coffee oh yeah like, I like drinking coffee, but I love the methodology and the ritualization of making coffee. It's why I have a billion different ways to make coffee, and I drink a cup or two a week. Right, right. Yeah, that's um, that's a a like a fundamental characteristic of of nerd is enjoying a thing, mm-hmm. but you but also you're really mostly enjoying the process and the gear. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's not what you love, it's how you love it. Right. Um, and even like the, you know, like drinks and food and coffee and stuff. Yeah. That reminds me of like my, my, my doing pizza Sunday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, I love eating pizza. Like who doesn't love eating pizza? Mm-hmm. But mostly. You like making the pizza. I like making the pizza. And I like optimizing a recipe and trying mm-hmm. little changes every week to yeah. try to make the pizza better and better. Yeah, and like that's the fun part. Mm-hmm. Like I get to eat a pizza yeah, once a, great. once a week when I'm done. Hooray! But also, I spent what like two years now, almost every Sunday, like yeah. trying to make a pizza better and better. It's pretty impressive. It's also incredibly frustrating because I feel like I'll <laughs> never make the pizza that I want to make. Yeah, like my pizza's like I'm at a point where like I'm proud of my pizza and I think it's good pizza. Good, but like, ugh, I'll never, I'll never make pizza that's as good as just, you know whatever Domino's. no my pizza is better than dom <laughs> it's better than Domino's at this point it's a different kind of pizza than yes. a Domino's pizza yes i made pizza this week you may have seen on, on instagram i did see on instagram you made it in a cast iron skillet yeah yeah because i'm a rebel dotty i so before i had a pizza stone i would make mine in a yeah. cast iron um used a store-bought dough mm-hmm. but uh, the kind that's like comes in the bag and you let it like rise for an yep. hour or two and mm-hmm. it, i'm terrible with that dough i always ruin it uh, so i made amy do it for me and she was better well you like tear it or something or i tear it i don't i'm not kneading it properly i don't know what i'm doing but it's wrong and yeah. so i get grumpy and amy comes over and fixes it for me um but we we do uh i think it's my dad's recipe something called cheeseburger pizza uh which oh, is oh yeah that sounds so good it is really good uh it's, you know you typically do a layer of marinara sauce some browned uh ground beef. ground beef yeah you can do turkey as well but mm. uh we usually do we do whatever we have on hand, so which we had a lot of ground beef right now because it was like two bucks a pound. Nice, and we bought a bunch of it. <laughs> so our freezer's got a lot of it in there. Um, so we did a pound of ground meat, uh, and then pickles, like just jarred sliced pickles, and then shredded cheese on top. Um, this time we did a white cheddar and provolone mix. Ooh, yeah, it was real good. Um, but this time. We had a dry marinara sauce, which had been sitting in the fridge for a while, and I open it up, and there is a white film across the top. And oh. I'm like, well, this marinara sauce isn't going on my pizza. Nope. <laughs> uh, and for thinking, like, well, often we have canned tomatoes, but we made spaghetti this week, so we don't have any canned tomatoes. Uh, what do we got? Well, we could do <laughs> olive oil. Like, we're thinking. And then we I look, barbecue sauce. And we got a bottle of Stubbs barbecue sauce. I'm like, there yeah, barbecue pizza's a thing. There you go. Put that on there. Could have gone a little bit heavier on the sauce. It kind of absorbed into the dough some. Mm. But uh, it was a really tasty pizza yeah, with bet. the barbecue sauce. I kind of want to try that. Yeah. I've got some ground beef in my freezer right now. There you go. It's uh, it's it's super easy. Was the barbecue sauce better than the marinara for a cheeseburger pizza? I think I liked it more, yeah. Yeah. Because I like that idea. Like, I'm, 
thinking about a cheeseburger, throwing some barbecue sauce on a cheeseburger. Oh, I do barbecue sauce on cheeseburgers all the time. Yeah, like, awesome. That's an amazing combo. Yeah. Like that is my go-to order when I go to Five Guys. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do a cheeseburger with barbecue sauce and pickles. Nice. Which is almost exactly what I just made in a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just on pizza dough instead of a hamburger yeah. bun. But yeah, I did it in the cast iron because uh, it's easy. And I cook 90% of everything I cook in a cast iron if I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I do almost everything in a cast iron as well. Yeah, we got we got a Dutch oven for Christmas, which is very exciting. So yeah, got, you've been making the, some good looking bread. Yeah, I haven't made any recently, uh, but I did a couple batches early on, uh, and I was real happy with those. Yeah, because that, I think I think that's the the thing my bread baking needs is uh, an actual vessel that you're supposed to yeah. bake bread in. Because I always do mine in my cast iron skillet, mm-hmm. which I've done, and it's it's good. Right, but... it's fine, but it doesn't. You don't get the spring, right? You need to you need the the vessel to force it to yeah hold a, a shape and go vertical. Oh, but I need to make some bread again. That was good bread. We haven't talked since you went to Pax. No, we haven't talked since you went to Florida. So oh we yeah, about those two things. Cool. Okay, <laughs> tell me about Pax. Uh, Pax was awesome. Yeah, uh, it was it was Nerdvana. Like I was incredibly happy the entire time. That's awesome because uh, I, I drove down after we recorded like a couple hours oh, yeah, after like we recorded right after. I got in the car and drove down to San Antonio and I stand at my friend's house uh, who live in San Antonio and they've got two good friends who like live a block away from them and play board games all the time nice so we got together we had dinner we played some board games and I started my count to get to 30 uh-huh. over the course of the weekend I'll just cut to the chase 32 was the final number I was real proud of that uh, that's impressive yeah it's a lot it was of a lot of work uh i basically only played games like i went <laughs> i went to two panels mm-hmm. and played games i mean you're at pax yeah like that's what i did right uh one of them was the movies with mikey panel which i texted you right as it was starting and you got to watch that live yeah uh-huh which is pretty awesome i was actually what was i doing i was it's funny we were just talking about like food and stuff because i think i was I was making tortillas. Oh. I was cooking. I was in my kitchen. I had like my, my IMAX here at my desk, which I can yeah. see from my kitchen. And I was live streaming the movies with Mikey oh, thing. Awesome. And I was making some tortillas in my kitchen while that was happening. Yeah. It was a, it was a great panel. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really good. I didn't know if it was going to be live streamed or not because it depends on which theater they're in. Right. Uh, which ones they stream. But like I was there and I saw the big Twitch banners. And I'm like, oh, they must be streaming this one. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, Jesse, watch the thing because I know you want to see it. Yeah. And it was really good. It was it was about movies with Mikey. Like right. he did that. But it also had a lot of really interesting like one-liner movie with Mikey episodes. Yeah. Like Master and Commander is the best Star Wars movie, Star Trek movie. <laughs> yeah, I, like, re- I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any of the Star Trek either. movies. But... Uh, or uh, like Munich is the best Mission Impossible movie. Right. Which I haven't seen Munich, but I'm like, he makes a good point. <laughs> probably true. I believe him. I trust him. Uh, so I did that. I went to the uh, Penny Arcade Make-A-Strip panel. Uh-huh. Uh, where they like the, make a strip live? They make a strip live. They mostly just do Q&A while the artist draws it. Like they write up the script ahead of time. Right. Uh, and so he's just sitting there on his uh, Surface 3 drawing it live mm-hmm. while the other guy's pulling questions out of a hat and answering them. That's cool. But it's very funny. It's sort of a ritual at this point. Right. Uh, and I played a lot of games. Like that's really what I did. Uh, yeah. There was people who were almost always in the tabletop area, which I, I wandered into some other stuff. I walked the floor and saw some exhibitors and I, right. I waved the Nintendo switch. 
from uh, <laughs> very far behind the line. Yeah. Not, the minimum wait was three hours for the Nintendo Switch. The whole weekend? Whole weekend. Dang. Occasionally, they would just cap the line and say, we're not letting anybody else in. Right, because, I mean, it closes at a certain point, yeah. right? Yeah. We're just done. Right. Uh, which was cool. I was like, hey, there it is. It's over there. Cool. Yeah. Looks neat. You'll play with it eventually. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not in any rush to do so. I really waited in almost zero lines. That's a good way to do it. Yeah, which was kind of one of my goals. It became one of my goals as I was going through it. Like, I waited in. So the first day, Friday morning, I went and st- stood in the merch line. Mm-hmm. Because I do penny arcade pin collecting. We've talked about it. We have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's certain pins you basically got to get in line first thing in the morning if you want to get. Okay. Because uh, they're limited edition. They release like 600, 500, and 400 on each morning. Uh, and so you got to be one of the first 300 people in line because they let you buy two. Okay. So, and I was like 250. So I was like, I, there's, I'm definitely going to get a pin, but I got to stay in this line for about an hour and a half. Which was fine. I got the pins. I was very happy with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy's mom gave me birthday money with which to buy pins. She doesn't fully understand the hobby, but I take pictures of them and send them to her, and she's very happy. <laughs> as long as you're enjoying yourself, yeah. right? That's really kind of what it boils down to. <laughs> That's um, sweet. <laughs> but it was fun, so I got to buy those. Uh, I stood in line to meet the Penny Arcade guys because I trade pins with them. So you, right. have, you have to stand in line to, to get their pin. Which was pure accident. Like they didn't have an official signing this year, which they often do. Oh, um, but on the on Sunday, they were just sitting down in front of the merch booth, trading pins. Hmm. Which is there's a table there, and staff will often come and sit there and trade pins. But it's rarely like Mike and Jerry. Right. It's you know lower tier staff guys, which are still cool people. Like there are a lot of really neat people. I'll trade pins with them if I can, but it's not a goal. And then there was a line. I got in that line and waited for like thirty minutes. Um, and two of the games that I played that weekend were Rock, Paper, Scissors with Mike and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's my 30th birthday. I'm doing this thing. I'm trying to play 30 games. Would you play a game of Rock, Paper, Scissors with me? Which I made up like in the line. I'm like, oh, I could, I could do this. This would work. And so I had someone take pictures of me. And RPS is like the perfect request to make of them. Yeah. Because it's as little investment as pos- yeah. as a game could possibly and, be. And they're very cool guys. Like they, right. they will they always try to like have a little conversation or talk about something with you and like right. they're not just like here's your pen, go on or here's a signature, go on. They're they're yeah. interesting and fun people and, and did, did you win? I won we should be the best two out of three. Mm-hmm. Um I beat Mike but I lost to Jerry. So uh, well. It was fine. It was fun. <laughs> I got pictures of it, which is really cool. Like, it's a unique thing. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what, when you're getting an autograph line, you kind of want to do something unique. You want to have an interesting conversation rather than, man, I love your comic. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, I did say that to another guy whose uh, autograph I got, Chris Straub, who is a, a comic artist. He's worked with Penny Arcade for many, many years. Uh-huh. Um, when Mike was unable to go to Australia for PAX Australia, he stepped in as the emergency Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so did the Make a Strip panel and did the Q&A and was sort of like in that role for PAX Australia a couple of years ago. Nice. I've been reading his web comics since middle school. What comics does he do? I know the name. Um, Chainsaw Suit is his most well-known one right now. Oh, okay. Uh, which is most famous for All Houses Matter. You've probably seen All Houses Matter. Yeah. He's the guy that came up with that phrase. Got it. And that comic. Um, he also does a horror comic called Brood Hollow that's really good. Hmm. Um, although he's kind of stalled creatively on it, like he's tried, he did the first two books and they were very good, and he started the second, the third one twice and kind of stopped each time. Yeah, um, and he he's talked about it and been like it's difficult and he's struggling creatively. He also had a kid recently, 
But I went over to his booth to, to buy his books. I don't own them yet. Uh, the Brood Hollow ones. Um, I get them autographed. And like, there wasn't a line because he's not PAX famous. <laughs> like, it's weird to me because like, I have literally been reading his comics since um, one called Checkerboard Nightmare, mm-hmm. which was in the mid to early 2000s. And um, was like one of my main introductions to meta humor. Because okay. it was a comic strip about people who knew they were in a comic strip. Huh. Okay. Um, so, like, it, it was an influence on my humor from a very long time ago. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm like, I got to go get a book. I got to go buy a pen because he does pen arcade pens as well. Um, he doesn't do the trade. He just sells them, which is fine because I don't mind giving him money. <laughs> um, and he works or he co-owns chainsaw suit videos with mikey newman that's how i know from movies with mikey um and so he does like the local 58 videos which if you haven't watched they're really good short horror films Uh um they're on the chainsaw suit video page they've gotten like 10 times the views that movies with mikey has oh really yeah oh i thought movies with mikey was their popular thing Kind of. There's three local 58 videos. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and there's a lot more movies with Mikey, but like those three videos have gotten more views than all of movies with Mikey. Oh, that's funny. Um, but they're good and scary and weird. Hmm. Um, and they've done some other things. And you know the um, animated videos that Mikey puts out every so often? I don't think so. Oh, well, they're on the channel. He does short little animated videos yeah. that are funny. I've only ever watched the movies with oh, Mikey stuff well, off cool. on the channel. Watch them. They're good. Um, all of those come from a podcast that he used to do with Chris Straub um, called like the Chainsaw Suit Podcast, Yep. Um, which is my introduction to Mikey Newman was from that podcast. Oh, really? And so they would do comedy bits on there. And Mikey is now taking some of those best bits and animating them and putting them onto nice. the internet. Nice. That's cool. Um, and so I'm, I go up to the Chris Straub table and the guy standing there and I'm like trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to buy? What's my budget? Um, and then I look at the other guy because he's talking to Chris and I go, you're Mikey Newman. Nice. <laughs> he's like, yes, I am. And I'm like, I love your stuff. Like, movies with Mikey's amazing. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I take a selfie? Uh, a friend of mine couldn't be here. He's a huge fan. That was you. And I'm like, he'd, he'd love to see, you know, I took a picture. Um, and so we did the selfie and we took it and it was fun. I sent it to you. And yeah. He looks, like I, he's, it looks like I don't have any teeth in this picture. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had his lips kind of curled. But it was yeah, way. when when you sent me that picture, like it took me a second to realize who it was. Yeah, I was like, who? Okay, Who's this guy? Kevin sending me a selfie with some guy. Oh, that's because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the kind of thing where, like, you're at PAX. Yeah, and you had already seen his panel, so like you've already seen him outside of. The well, co- so I, I saw him before the panel. Oh, you saw him before the panel. Okay. Yeah, that was day one. Okay. Like, I walked out Never of mind. the merch line from Penny, the Penny Arcade merch booth, and just wandered over to Chris Straub's table to buy some stuff. Cool. So he was just hanging out with his buddy Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's weird when you see someone outside of the context oh, that absolutely. they're normally presented yeah. to you in, because like it takes you like if I if a YouTube video showed up on my screen and he, I saw him on it, I would immediately recognize yeah. him. Yeah. Right. I guess he never really appears in it. He, he does. He, sometimes he does. little he does. short little vignettes. Or like, you know, like photos of himself from Twitter or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. Like I, I recognize him instantly in those situations. But if I just like saw him on the street. Yeah. I'd be like, why do I know that person? Well, I saw him last year at PAX with Jerry from Penny Arcade and Mike Seliker, who is a very famous board game designer. Interesting. On the tabletop free play floor, just playing a board game. That's funny. 
Like the three of them had grabbed a Betrayal in the House of the Hill, which is not a great game, but a lot of people love it. And uh-huh. uh, Mike Seliker is one of the designers of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of unfair. <laughs> like he's going to win, right? Well, it's, not, it's not that kind of game, so okay. it's fine. But like they just grabbed a c- table and started playing, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> them! them, I know who they are. Ah. Um, but yeah, like it, it was so delightful when you sent me that picture, and like, yeah. it, like I said, it took me a second. But I was like, oh, that's Mikey! <laughs> like, what a what a like wonderful chance yeah, encounter. And so that was super awesome uh, way to start my packs. Yeah. And then you got to go to see his. And panel then I got to see his panel, which was amazing. Like, and literally, like his opening statement had me crying. Like, not the thing with the the flamingos, but like uh-huh. the uh, make happy get paid do both. Yeah, like that little segment. I was like, man, that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mikey. Um, it, I'm gonna sorry, I'm gonna keep interrupting you. That's okay. Um, it, that that idea when I watched it, it reminds me of um, you know who David Reese's, yeah, the pencil sharpening guy, pencil sharpening. Uh, he did going deep, which TV I've never seen, going but deep. I've heard it's really good. I watched season one, and it is, um, it's like a tiny little miracle of a thing, yeah, because it, it's so different from anything else that's yeah. like on television. It's so like good and pure, and mm-hmm. he's so he's so like fanatically curious about stuff. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's infectious. But um, he did a talk at. Uh, the XOXO festival this past year. Okay. Um, where all he did was he was like, I'm going to like get out all my finance, like financial spreadsheets. And we're going to talk about how much money I make doing creative work. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And he went through like what he did each year and like yeah. how much money he got paid for each thing he did. That's and great. it was like, you know, as a like, Hey, creative people ask for money for your stuff. Yeah. And also like, don't be ashamed about how much money you're making or how much money you're not making. Mm-hmm. Like I've had great years. I've had shitty years. Like yeah. get paid for your creative work. Talk about it. It's okay. Yeah. That reminds me of, uh, you know, the artist, Jonathan Colton, you know, of him. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on an NPR story five or six years ago. Now um, he got famous originally from doing thing a week uh-huh. where he released a new song every week for a year. Every Friday, a new song came out and then, um, song a day man well song a day man had been doing that for before then yeah. but thing a week's actually good <laughs> uh, song a day man is fine but they're not always great songs they were written in a day right they're topical at best right um, but he did thing a week and some of them got very were very big hits code monkey skull crusher mountain kind of went internet viral right um, and he started doing it and one of the things he did was he gave away all his music like he, it was in a podcast so you could subscribe to it and just download them mm-hmm and he did that for a long time and still you can you can with very little difficulty get all of his music for free yeah and he's more or less fine with it it's all creative commons he's cool with that uh but he was interviewed on planet money if i'm not mistaken about making an art making a living as artist giving your stuff away uh and he shared a brief um, bit of his financials and they were saying like hey you know this is how much money i made last year this is my net profit it was half a million dollars wow yeah um, and they sort of talk about like that's not everybody cases, but you know this is it can be done. Yeah, like, there are ways. To, it's it's an option, and he's still working hard. He's you know he does ask me another. Uh, he worked on the show Brain Dead. He wrote musical recaps for that show every week, mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't a very good show, but it was neat that he was working. And I'm like, hey, I know that guy. Yeah, he has uh, a cruise. He has a cruise. It's going on right now. Oh, it's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, it's happening right now. Everybody's on the boat tweeting about things. <laughs> but uh, that's really cool. I want to go on that one year. That's that's on my list. The Joko Cruise? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a good time. Um, I know him. I think I first heard of him when he 
when Portal came out because he did the, yeah he did still alive still alive for Portal. It's a great song. Yeah, good game. I've performed with him on stage. Oh, that's right. I have to have. say that every time. But yeah, yes. yep, yeah, because you did the sign language. Yeah. with your friend about um, the first of May. The first of May. <laughs> yep, I've seen that video. It's a good video. It's a good video. It's pretty good. Ah oh, man, you've performed with him on stage. You should try to. You should call him up again. And by no. call him up, I mean like send him an email if no. you still have an email address and see if you can get on the cruise to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, for a number of reasons, but no. Uh, just, just trying to get you a free cruise, Kevin. I appreciate it. I appreciate that a lot. Hey, <laughs> uh, I was the backup signer. <laughs> uh, what else did I do at PAX? Played a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Saw Mikey Newman. Saw Mike and Jerry. I played a really awesome game called Captain Sonar. It's mm-hmm. an eight-player version of Battleship that's way better than Battleship. <laughs> Is Battleship even a game? Technically, <laughs> it's not good. Battleship's kind of fun in a very in a very simple way. It's fine. But how, okay, so how does this one work? So this one works. You've got two teams of four people. Um, each person is in a role. Uh, the captain's got a real easy job. He's got a map in front of him of you know the ocean where y'all are in. He picks a quadrant or a, a point to start in. It's a grid, like battleship. Um, and then whenever he wants, he says west and just claims it out loud that we are going west. And he draws a little line to the west on his map from the dot where he's at to the next dot west. I like that job. And then he goes north, and you go north. (laughs) Um, And he can't hit any mountains or he can't hit any islands, um, and he can't cross his own path. So he's playing a little mini game of snake. Okay. Uh, And then he says south, north. You can't do south and then north. No, you couldn't. You couldn't do that. You've already lost. You've you've lost the game. Um (laughs) But so, and then he just, he's just, that's what he's doing. He's just going, okay, this way, that way, this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, you have the sonar person who's sitting to the captain's left, uh, who is listening to the captain of the other team declare directions. And so every time the captain goes north, he's got a little uh, clear sheet of acetate and he's drawing these little lines mm-hmm. north, west, south, trying to then map it against the map and figure out and move his lines around to figure out where they actually are mm-hmm. based on what their path is. Yeah. So the longer they're going, the more clear their path has become and that rules out certain areas and so you're kind of just sliding it around trying to figure out where they are. Because the starting points are random? Yeah, they're wherever your captain picks. Yeah. Um, and so you're listening to them trying to figure out where they are. If you're the sonar guy, you're listening to the captain. He goes north. You draw a little line up, and you and you're you're just moving your thing around trying to figure out where they are. Right until all of the, all the options are gone except one. Yeah, and you, basically, and, and then you, you and then you kind of know where they are, and that's right. really good. Oh, that's clever. Um, to the captain's right is the first officer. Um, and the first officer is in charge of the equipment. So he, you've got missiles, you've got mines, you've got. Um, a radar ping, and you've got a drone you can shoot up into the air. And each one of those does a different thing. But they have to charge up over time. Mm-hmm. And so each time the captain calls north, you can put one charge on your torpedo. It takes four to fire. So you're, you're whispering to the captain, you captain, we really need to go north if you want to use the torpedoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you want to use the sonar array, you've like, we really got to go west. Hmm. Um, you know, the captain's like running out of space because he's playing his little snake game. He's like, well, we can't really go west. Like, oh, okay. Right. Um, and so he's trying to fill up all those little bars so that he can fire a torpedo or so he can drop a mine or so he can fire up a drone and ask the other captain, like, are you in quadrant B? And the captain has to answer yes or no mm. um, to help, like, clarify where we are, which is useful for the sonar guy trying to figure out where they are. Exactly. 
So you go, are you in quadrant B? He goes, yes. And you go, oh, great. That narrows down where they currently are, and I can figure out the path from there. Right. Or better figure it out. And then you have on the far end, uh, the other side of the first officer, you have the engineer. Mm-hmm. And the engineer's job is really easy. All the jobs are really easy. <laughs> uh, the engineer, but the game sounds really, really hard. <laughs> uh, every time the captain calls out a direction, the engineer breaks part of the ship. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was on board until that part. Uh, it's 100% real submarine simulation <laughs> based in science. Uh, and so if the captain calls north, he's got to break off something from the north quadrant. If he calls south, he's got to break off something from the south quadrant. And so he's deciding what to break. Right. And if any one of the four units is completely broken, um, it can't be used. So nope, torpedoes are dead. We can't use them anymore. Sorry, Captain. Hmm. Um, it is a slightly different set of things. It's not all north things move towards the torpedo. Not all south things move towards the drone or whatever. Gotcha. So it's a different mix. Uh, and so he's got to decide what to break every time the captain says a direction. And then hopefully you... How, how does the game end? You destroy the other sub. Okay. Via your torpedoes and And missiles, and yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully you can do that you're racing to figure out where they are so you can do that fast enough before you destroy well, so you your can ship fix and your ship. yourself. So you can fix your ship. Okay. Okay. Um, you do it by surfacing. The captain says, we are going to surface. Um, and then the engine, everybody can wipe off their boards. So you can start for fresh. The sonar doesn't have to. They can keep their little map uh-huh. if they want to. Um, they can, you know, silent running is one of the other things. The, the, you, if you go silent running, you can move three spaces without de- declaring what your direction is. Okay. Which is cool. Um, that's another one of the powers. Um, but so you, you surface. Um, you can wipe off your boards. You can wipe off all the damage the engineering has done. But then you have to pass the board down the aisle, and each person has to draw an outline around a certain part of the submarine that are not easy to draw. Hmm. But you have to do all four of those. You have to give it to the other captain who has to approve it before you can go back under. <laughs> Meanwhile, their captain is still going north, west, right. south, west. And the, the sonar guy is still trying to listen to them call those while you then have to draw around the stupid map. Um, and then you can go back down. Now, we were playing in a convention space, which is very loud. And so we were playing turn by turn, which means you, one team does a thing, the other team does a thing. North, south, then they alternate, which makes it a little bit easier in that space. Right. Although normally it is played in real time. Yeah, real time sounds stressful. It sounds amazing. Like I loved right, this game. Right. Uh, we were playing one at a time, which was fine. It was it was difficult enough because it was a very loud space and hard to hear and keep track of what everything was going on. But there got to be a point. I was the sonar, and my good friend was the captain next to me. And there got to be a point when I I figured out where they were. I'm like, they've got to be here. Mm-hmm. And I point to my captain. I said, This is where they are. Like they're they're 100 here. There's nowhere else where they can be. And I look at his map. And we're in the exact same spot. Seriously? Yeah. I guess, I guess because, <laughs> yeah, there's no way to prevent that. No. And so, and we're doing this turn by turn. So, like, normally you could just move faster and get away from them. Right. Even if they're following you. But we're, we make a move, they make a move. And there's kind of really only one path that they can follow because of the way the islands are. Right. And so we would move west and then they would move west. <laughs> and we would move north, and they would move north. 
And like we can't to to fire a missile, you can only fire torpedoes in front of you. So you can't hit you like you could hit yourself if you fired at one in front of you. It's got a blast radius, but you're damaging yourself and the other ship equally. Right. Uh, we dropped some mines, but again, they were just on top of us the whole time. Oh my god! So we had to get we had to drop enough mines that we could they would still be in the blast radius and then move out of the blast radius far enough that they would take more damage than we would and die. And so we're just sitting here like laughing because they are right on top of us. We know exactly where they are and we cannot kill them. That's so funny. <laughs> we can't say we know where they are. We right. can say we know they are. We can't say that we're exactly where they are because then they will know where we are. And that becomes equally problem. Oh, so good. That is... That's an amazing game. That's the best like result of that yeah, game oh. is to accidentally find out that you're in the in same exact, exact location. I'm like, Captain, this is where they are. And it's like, no, that's. It's like, no, you must have mixed that up. That's <laughs> our location. What's their location? Like, yeah, that's, that's exactly where we are. <laughs> who's on first? <laughs> yes, very. Who's on first? Uh, so much fun. Great game. W- was that the best game you played? Uh, that's a tough question. It's up there. Yeah. It's one of the best games I played. Actually, I have to pull up my Instagram to remember everything I played. Yeah, there's a 32 of them. I couldn't yeah. remember them all. Uh, I did play a game with Andy Looney, who is the creator of a number of games. He's one of my favorite board game designers. Awesome. Did you play one of his games? I played one of his games with him because he was there all weekend playing games and selling games yeah. and things like that. Um, so I played one with him. We played Chrononauts, which was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite of his games, but it's a fun game. You're traveling through time, time trying to fix the timeline. Cool. Uh, or change the timeline so you can get back to your timeline as opposed to somebody else who's trying to get back to their timeline. Nice. That's cool. Um, so, and you flip over events that have ripple effects and change other things down the line, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, man, I played a lot of games. Um, oh, did I show you this? I made I made a monster in I played Bloodborne, and I made a monster factory monster. <laughs> yes. Yes. Did you name him? Uh, I think I named him Bill. Yeah, his name is Bill. Bill. Good. Yeah, he has quite the face. Yeah, old Bill. Um, I but I was that was my homage to Monster Factory. I I, I got uh, free P- PS4 during the PS4 free play area, uh-huh. and I got Bloodborne. So I'm like, I gotta play Bloodborne because everybody's played. It's great. Yeah, it's a fun game, very difficult. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm like, but first, I'm gonna spend 35 minutes making a monster. <laughs> it looks very Monster Factory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you made you made something that I could imagine Monster. Well, I followed Factory the making. rules. I did I did the random. I randomized further in a direction. Uh-huh. A whole bunch. Um, and then I did no middle sliders. Like that was yep, no middle sliders. No middle sliders. That was my goal. Um, he looks like a very good boy. Yes. Uh, my least favorite game was Joking Hazard. I can tell you that. Okay. Which is uh, Cards Against Humanity, but only a little bit better and not much better at all. Just so another card matching game for yeah. You match quote unquote jokes panels. Are you familiar with um, Cyanide and Happiness? Mm-hmm. It's made by the guys who do Cyanide and Happiness. It's there, yes. Okay. And you get comic panels and you make short little comic strips. Sounds like a good premise. It is a better premise than Cards Against Humanity. It's still not a very good sure. game. Um, I, yeah, I don't like Cyanide and Happiness at all. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine their game not resulting in anything. Yeah. I'd like. um, I played a bunch of games Attack. I'd only counted like three or four of them, but I played a whole bunch more than that, uh-huh. which is an abstract board game I really like. I don't um, think I've played it or know it. No, it it looks like this. You got you got pieces on top of pieces. It does look very abstract. Yeah, um, but it's very good. Um, I taught it to people, and like other people came over and I like, learned how to play it. And I would play against them and things like nice. that. Nice. I'm not good at it, but it's fun. Um, I had a question about your PAX experience. Yeah. Um, for either the uh, Penny Arcade live drawing 
or mm-hmm. the movies with Mikey panel, did you attempt to get a question? In? Not this year. Uh-huh. Um, movies with Mikey, I didn't have anything I'd want to ask him. Uh-huh. Like I could say like, hey, you're... Uh, the fountain episode made me cry because it made me understand my friend who committed suicide better than I had before. <laughs> oh um, but I just sent that to him in an email years ago, so it's fine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I like. I literally. I watched that episode. Um, I don't know if I've told you this story, but I my roommate in college uh, killed himself a couple years ago. I did not know this. Yeah. Um, I think it was a, a little over a year now. A year, probably a year and a half. Um, we hadn't spoken in a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um. And I saw something on Facebook, of all things, from a mutual friend of ours. Um, it was like, Jordan, I can see your halo. Hmm. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. Like, I mean, he was, it was a picture and there was a thing around his head. And so it was like, okay, kind of like, right. I can see that. That's a weird thing to say. But I felt bad about it. Like, it felt wrong. Right. Um, and so I texted her and I said, hey, is, you know, something up? What's, you know, something up with Jordan? Um, and she she responded with the news story. Um, Just like a link to... Yeah. Ugh. Um, and I am confident it was suicide. Like, I, there was no real doubt on that. We don't know 100%. Oh, really? But he stepped in front of a train. Okay. Like, he got hit, he got hit by a train. Yeah. Um, and we're pretty confident it was an intentional thing. Um, mind you, I did this five minutes before walking into work. Oh, gosh. And I just collapsed on my way into the store. Uh, and was like, I can't. I'm like, I walked. I made the manager. Like, I can't work today. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just found out I can't work today. Yeah. But I'm gonna leave. Now. But I'm I am leaving right now. Yes. And you know, tears down my face and all that sort of stuff. Um. And grieving process, and like any kind of grieving, it's never really over. Like it hits you occasionally, and it's just. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. Um. And anyway, one of Jordan's favorite movies back in college was The Fountain. And I never really got the fountain. It never really spoke to me. I've never seen it. I don't really love Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Um, he's okay. <laughs> um, Black Swan is not a good movie. I'll just <laughs> say that. The wrestler might be, but I've never seen it. Um, but I'd watch The Fountain with Jordan back in college because he loved it so much. Like, this is amazing. And, and it's a weird, it's a very weird film. Right. Um, and so Mikey did an episode of Movies with Mikey about The Fountain. And it was one of those things that, like, hit me. Like, oh, I get the movie now, and I also get my friend better. Like, I understand him in a way that I didn't think I would ever have a new perspective on our relationship. Right. Like, that had ended for me. Like, Mikey was so insightful about understanding yeah. this movie. It made me were... understand what Jordan loved about it. Right. And then, therefore, understand your friend. Yeah. Because you can understand. And so I had a better connection with him because of that movie and because of Mikey's episode about it. How much? What was the time difference between his death and... It was at least six months. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was not immediate, but it was it was close enough. And I actually emailed Mikey and I was like, like I like I don't want to make a thing about this, but here's the story. It was incredibly touching. I just thought you should know. Yeah. Um, That's the right kind of thing to email a creator yeah. of something about. <laughs> yeah. And he responded and he was like, "Thank you for sharing." You know, and and very heartfelt and like right. you know, and I I treasure that connection. That's one of the reasons I love movies with Mikey is because he was able to do that for me. Yeah, you'll always have that built yeah. into your experience. With yeah. Um, but I'm not going to bring that up in a Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you walk up to the microphone. It's like, hey, so I'm my that friend guy. committed suicide. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's that's a very intense experience. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever told anybody that story. Hmm. 
It was, it was very personal. I don't know. Did I sure. know you when this happened? Probably. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, wow. Yeah. Um. But I didn't ask a panel there, and some of the questions were asked in movies with Mikey panel were dumb. Yeah, that was I. I very strongly. <laughs> I remember the Q and A more than I remember the actual panel, his actual thing, because some of the questions are just like, "Oh, why are you wasting two or time? three different people like recommended Shin Godzilla to him?" Yeah, like, <laughs> and he's he's so gracious. Yes, like he's, he's great. He's. Like he thanks everyone for their question and he tries to give an answer and yeah, he's very kind and nice about it, but you can tell he's like, come on, dude. Like really ask really? a real, ask a ask real a question. question. Someone asked him like what is like desert Island movies were, which were all things that I would expect. Like he said, master or not master commander, uh, kingdom of heaven director's cut, which he has repeatedly mentioned is like his favorite film of all time is the best film of all time. Right. Like, so yeah, sure. Okay. That's going to be on there. Like, do you even watch the show? Right. Like, what are your favorite movies? Um, and another guy was like trying to get him to say that Hollywood movies suck. Right. Like that was his goal it was not to like ask a question, but was to say like, don't you think that Hollywood big budget movies have really ruined cinema for everybody? Just to get him to Mikey to agree with him. Yeah. And Mikey was resolute in saying like, no, there's a ton of amazing film being made all the time. Right. With big budgets by corporations out of Hollywood. Yeah. It's like, did you see Arrival? Like, right. An amazing film. Right. Um, or like the new Star Wars movie yeah, that, he, yeah. that everyone loves. And that he's like, well, don't you think like, these big budgets? And he's like, I don't, like, I don't know what you yeah. want me to say. Like, come on, guy. Like, like if, if, you, if you're not seeing good movies, you're just not finding them. They're there. Exactly. There's plenty of amazing film out there. But also, like, Mikey's whole shtick is like, <laughs> let's be positive about stuff. Yes. Like, let's choose to look at the good aspects of a thing. Yeah. He made a positive episode about a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like Pearl Harbor. <laughs> um, and the guy just wants to talk about what Mikey doesn't like. Yeah. And that might, that's it's not like, his thing. No, He's Mikey not going to talks do about that. how amazing, like, which was in the panel. Right. Like talking about like his goal was to make a celebration of movies because there are too many YouTube shows tearing movies apart, not enough putting them back together. Yeah. Yeah. And even when he was, <laughs> Oh, God. Even when Mikey was talking about all these YouTube shows that tear movies apart, he couldn't even be that negative about them. He kept no. being like, you know, he kept saying, like, he likes these yeah, things. Yeah, they're fun. He just wishes there was more of his style. Mm -hmm. He couldn't even be like, oh, fuck all these guys. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. He couldn't even. Because he's an that. unrelentingly positive guy. Right. I hate people like that. <laughs> <laughs> exhausting. Yeah, that guy just made me mad. <laughs> Like, what do, you, do you even watch the show? Like, stop. This is yeah. the opposite of what Mikey is. Um, and so did you try to get a question in for the Penny Arcade guys? I did not. Um, I did last year, though, um, and actually got it answered. Hmm. Sort of. Uh, so they don't, they use questions as sort of a launching point. They don't actually necessarily answer the question if they don't want to. Because a lot of times people ask stupid questions. Yeah. Um, but I asked a stupid question because I thought it would be funny. It was a joke. And I thought it would be humorous because they're at PAX South. Mm -hmm. um, and so my question was three words. And it was uh, chaps or jodpers. <laughs> it was the whole question. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And they looked at it. And it was because I went to all three Q and A's last year. Because they do three, they do a make a strip and then two Q and A panels. Okay. And I'm like, they're they're, gonna, they're all pulling from the same bag, so I've got to see. Like, I got all three of them. I want to get my question answered. Right. Um. And 
I did, and they did, and they're like, "What are what are those?" <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, "They're they're horse riding pants." To which they responded, "What's a horse?" <laughs> and then they moved on. Like that was the whole. That's about as good of a response as you could have hoped for. Yes, like it was fine. It was perfect. Right, like that's hilarious. Yeah, it's all I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than just them picking one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, it was just, it was, it was funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Because a lot of people ask like, you know, what are you going to do when Penny Arcade ends? Or, you know, what's one thing you hate about the other person? Like trying to get interesting responses. Sure. And they'll, tr- they'll try and answer them or do interesting things, but... Like, I was just like, no, I'm going to ask a dumb question because that's more fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good to mix it up. But yeah, they answered one. I felt good about that. I think that's my whole PAX experience, or enough of my PAX experience. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's two guys from New England, like Boston area, Mm -hmm. who I always see and talk to and hang out with at the same restaurant when I go to PAX. Really? Yeah, they're mutual friends um, from the Penny Arcade forums of one of the people I'm staying with. Okay. Um, and it's been three years now, and th- for three years we always go to the same restaurant called Charlie Wants a Burger to get a burger uh-huh. uh, after one night of PAX. And every time I see these same two guys who know them, and we sit down and we chat and have fun. That's the only place I see them. I don't see them at you see them at the restaurant at this restaurant and i made a joke about it uh that night because it was was saturday night and i'm like yeah because i realized like i only ever see y'all at this restaurant like that's the context in which i remember you do they actually go to pax yeah i mean the restaurant they got the the badges they're doing stuff uh like they're they're having fun we talked about things that were happening at the floor uh and then we left and we were walking back to our garage and they stopped at their hotel and i said like all right see you next year charlie wants a burger He's trying to say Charming Charlie's, which is a jewelry store. <laughs> um, see y'all next year. Charlie wants a burger. They're like, no, you'll see us tomorrow. No, I didn't see him, <laughs> didn't see him on Sunday. <laughs> how, okay, quickly. How many people attend Pack South? Is Ooh. it thousands or tens of thousands? Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Okay. Yeah. Not hundreds of thousands. Not hundreds. I, if I were to make a guess, I'd say 30,000. Okay. All right. Um. That's really interesting. Yeah, it's just a fun thing. I always I, that's where I see them. They must go to Pax East too. Yeah, they go to right? Pax East because that's yeah. in Boston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was my other question for you. I wanted to know what do you do in San Antonio while you're at Pax? That's not Pax. Bes- I don't do anything that's not Pax when I'm in San Antonio. Besides going to this burger place, I go to this burger place. Uh, we went to a Mexican restaurant on my birthday because mm-hmm. uh, I was craving some Mexican food. I'm like, San Antonio's got to have some good Mexican food in it. Sure and they did, and we went to a restaurant, and I ate a puffy taco for the first time. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was pretty good. Nice. I didn't know what I don't really know what a puffy taco is. I don't know why it's puffy. Puffier. I don't know. I it's mean, a... it is puffier, but like I don't, I don't understand the process that makes it puffy. <laughs> like they, it is, they puff it. Oh, yeah. It's Explains the it. it's the air that they yeah. puff into it. Got it. Yeah. You know um, how you have a carbonator? Yeah. They it's like have that, a, but for tortillas, they've got a puffer. Yeah. Yeah. Puffer puffs up the tortillas. <laughs> Because I was expecting them to be like crunchy, but they're soft. Okay, that is weird. It's a weird taco. I've never had it. It's it's more of a San Antonio thing, I think, than a Austin thing. Okay, that was good. I enjoyed it. I had like enchiladas also. Um, you've had enchiladas before. I've had enchiladas. Yeah. You've had you've had like cheese enchiladas. Uh-huh. Weird question. What color is the cheese inside your cheese enchiladas? It's probably uh, a yellowish white. 
Okay. Would you say closer to yellow or closer to white? Probably closer to yellow. Okay. That's, most of the time I've had them, they've been closer to white. Oh, really? Yeah. Like when I think of the ideal cheese enchilada, the, the platonic ideal, it's a white cheese. Like okay. the, that creamy. And was yours yellow cheese. and it concerned It was you? like orangey yellow. And See, I was like, that's that, weird. Would, that would concern me. It's, again, more of a San Antonio thing, apparently, I asked. I guess so. It was good. I enjoyed it. Tasted like cheese. If a cheese is too orange, it's just going to make me think of like cheese whiz. Yeah, it was in that realm. Yeah. It looked kind of like the color of cheese whiz. That makes me uncomfortable. Uh, it was also in a cayenne tortilla, so it was a red tortilla around it, <laughs> which didn't help the contrast. Yeah. I'm going to sneeze. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be funny <laughs> bless you <laughs> your face after i said don't i was such a like what the fuck face? <laughs> well it, it made me stop for a second I, I paused in my sneeze i was like what what <laughs> what do you mean don't <laughs> I don't know that I can stop, but apparently I could for at least a little bit. Oh man! Okay, that was good. Oh, oh! <laughs> it was a very violent sneeze too. It was intense. I think it's because I tried to stop it. I'm like I'll show you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so how was Florida? Florida was great. Um, you're a you're a one sneezer, it seems. Not usually. Usually, I sneeze oh, two really? to three times. Oh, see, uh, but my, you've my... screwed me up that, <laughs> thrown off my rhythm entirely. I, I, I will get into Florida, but um, have you ever known like chain sneezers? Like some people just like sneeze and like I know I know there's this one woman I know oh. who if she sneezes once, it's at, it turns into at least seven or eight sneezes. Oh no, I, I don't know if I remember that. Like. Two or three, I've known a lot of people. Like, I think my family is all in that two to three round. Yeah, I'm a two. Yeah. Um, are you a sun sneezer? Do you sneeze yes. in the sunlight? Yeah, same. Yeah. I I can, yeah, I can make myself sneeze because of that, which is kind of cool. Right. Like if you kind of feel something going yeah, on, you, you can just like, stare, stare at the light. Yeah, stare at the sun. Stare, I can stare at a bright light and do it. Yeah. Um, which is a genetic thing. Yes. Which I, I only learned recent-ish. Yeah, they think it might have something to do with your uh, nerve connection between your poop pupils contracting and causing <laughs> you reaction. say poop something, and I was like, that can't be real. <laughs> you sneeze and a little, little poop comes out. <laughs> your sneezing has nothing to do with poop. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so speaking of sun. Uh, yeah, you went to Florida. I went to Florida, so... Um, I left, uh, I left on Monday and I got back on Thursday. So I was only there yeah. for a couple of days. Um, it was really great. Good. I love spending time with my family. Yeah. I'm very lucky to have like a family where everyone gets along. Mm -hmm. We don't, none of us like hate each other. That's good. And I feel like that's a thing in a lot of families. Um, like we all like each other. We love just spending time together. So we all hung out at my parents' house. And enjoyed each other's company. Awesome. Um, but I, my sister's the only one who's ever been down there. My brother and I had never been to where my parents live in Florida. They live on the East Coast, southeast of Orlando. Okay. Um, near Cape Canaveral. Cool. Which is like. Don't, that's where the rockets live. That's where the rockets live. There wasn't a rocket launch oh. while I was there, which I was very disappointed at. Because I would have definitely, 
it's like 20 minutes away i would have yeah i would have driven to cape canaveral for a rocket launch yeah but no launches um my parents have never driven to cape canaveral to see a launch because they can just they can always do it they can just walk a quarter mile to their beach and see it just fine anyway (laughs) so they've never bothered to like go and see it up close they just they just see it from their beach right because it's yeah it's like 15 miles away or something which is close enough for a rocket launch yeah um yeah so i flew it was a weird situation so we my siblings surprised my parents by doing this yes uh my, my parents and my grandma lived down there my mom's mom and um everyone knew my sister was just gonna visit my brother in nashville mm-hmm. so my brother and his wife had a kid a couple months ago yay um and she was just gonna go spend the week in nashville with him yeah and then the surprise was everyone's coming to florida psych i'm gonna meet them in orlando and we're all gonna go to my parents house and surprise them um but they got there the day before i i did so i wasn't actually a surprise <laughs> surprise my, jesse's my, coming yeah my, my sister came and picked me up in orlando like late monday night and uh we got to the coast at like 10 p.m or so yeah and uh before going over and you know seeing people and going to bed we stopped at the beach Mm -hmm. which i didn't realize until i got to the beach that i hadn't seen the ocean for two or three years oh wow maybe and like i don't remember the last time i saw the ocean because it wasn't a like an event like a goodbye ocean i'm not gonna see you for a while it was just the last time i happened to have been at a beach living in boston you went to the beach a lot more often yeah yeah and like i don't i don't like beaches Mm -hmm. so i didn't go a lot but like there's kind of just ocean all over the place. Yeah, you're near and the a ocean. lot of context, right? So like I would just seeing the ocean was not an eventful thing. Yeah. But missing the ocean is a real thing for me. Like oh. I miss being close to the coast. Not having the ocean around is weird. Okay. It makes me feel uncomfortable. We got we got a river that we pretend is a lake. And it's not even that good of a river. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you talk about town or lake that way. <laughs> It's not um, called Town Lake anymore, which makes a lot of people mad. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to call it Ladybird Lake. <laughs> I call it the river. <laughs> that's that's also fair. Because it's, it's a river. It's a river. Um That's why it's got Riverside Drive on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um But like I so I, like I you know, I flew into Orlando, whatever, had an hour drive with my sister, which was great to catch up with my sister, and then had this like overwhelming experience. Mm-hmm. Going to the ocean? Going to the ocean. And it was night and like the moon was like half full mm-hmm. and it was out and the stars and like it was bright out. Well, like, you know, like the moon and the stars were bright, but it yeah. was dark out and like the ocean was there and it's a, it's a good like surf area. Mm-hmm. So like the waves were crashing and my sister and I were just like a couple idiots. We like took off our shoes and like ran, ran up and water. down in the Yay. surf. And it was a really great time. Um, but I got to spend all of Tuesday and all of Wednesday with my family. We just like hung out at my parents' place and ate and hung out with each other and told stories and and whatnot um it was wonderful to meet my niece yeah um little tiny baby little tiny baby she's two months old okay two and a half months old that's an that's an age i should remember exactly when my first niece was born you'll remember later okay when it's important yeah um when she's like six you'll remember well like i don't have a lot of baby experience yeah their babies are weird babies are weird 
Uh, but she's a great baby. I really enjoyed That's her. That's good. As a baby. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed holding her and keeping her from crying. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's like uh, uh, her mom, Joe, is like overwhelmed with everything. Having a child. Having a baby. Having a baby and like constantly needing to feed it and like being the, you know, just being the default person to care yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, my brother's really good about like stepping up and doing his mm-hmm. share, but like he can't feed her. Yeah. So, like, Joe is the default. You got bottles. You can pump. But she wasn't doing that well. Okay. We there. Well, I say it is an option. I'm right. just saying. True. <laughs> um, but so it was, it was nice to, like, step up and be like, I'll take Mango for a little bit. And Is the child's name Mango? Yes. Okay. So I don't know if I've ever acknowledged this. My brother and his wife are weird people. Yes. We knew that. Um, And they chose a weird name. Mm-hmm. And not... Like I'm not saying that to deride them. They tr- they wanted to be weird and pick a weird name. Yeah. So they picked Mango. Okay. Which is a weird name. Yeah. I think it's kind of cute. It's all right. It's all right. The thing I always think about is like, what does Mango look like at 50? Like, how does how does right. that work? Like that's which is is not fair because I don't know who anybody's gonna look like. We got weird names now. Like weird right. names are weird because they're not common. Right. Like that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But. That's what I always pops into my head is thinking about that. It's yeah, like, like a 50-year-old like 50. woman named Mango. Yeah. yeah, It's probably fine. It is fine. Yeah. Um, I think her name works great when it's uh, first name, middle name combo. Yeah. Mango Jean. I mm-hmm. think that has a nice ring to it. That's all right. Jean is my mother's middle name. Oh. Uh, right, so yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, yes. Jean is my grandmother's name. Really? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. She probably spells it right, though. My grandmother didn't spell it right. J-E-A-N? Yeah, that's not how my grandma spelled it. How how else is it spelled? J-E-N-E. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. J-E-N-E. It was it was an adopted name. It was not her birth name. Oh, okay. So she chose that name. Oh. <laughs> she chose the wrong spelling. <laughs> I think, well, so the way I remember the story being told is uh, it was with friends in school uh, who adopted... I guess it was a trend. I'm not. I'm not sure the full details of it because um, the story was a long time ago that I first heard it. Um, but they were adopting male names, like that was an intentional decision. And so she was taking Jean, which is typically spelled with a G, G E N E, right. as a male name, and just put a J on it instead. Huh. And so that's why it is J E N E. That's neat. Yeah. Um, uh, which was, um, like in her 80s, I think 70s or 80s. She officially made it into like a legal alias, but it was never her legal full name. Oh, okay. Yeah, her her original name was Alma Ethel, um, which her grandmother gave her and her mother hated. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, yeah, so like not having much baby experience because like I didn't have babies in the family. Yeah, ever until now. Uh, like it was fun to like hang out with the baby mm-hmm. and take care of it, and, and then you can give it back when you're tired of it. Exactly. That's why. That's why. Like I, it, I always had a positive experience with mangoes because I could just. Nope, I'm over. done. Right. Someone else deal with this. Right. Um. She didn't really. She didn't care for me much. Okay. At first, like I see that she liked to cry when yeah. I was holding her, but I get that. I mean, whatever. That's her problem. <laughs> <laughs> One day you'll be the cool uncle. Oh yeah. I'm. I mean. What, I'm already the cool uncle. One she day, one day she'll know that I'm the cool yeah. uncle. Yeah. yeah, you'll be buying her beer at 13. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, what else did I do? 
I uh, oh, and so like yeah, like seeing my parents and my siblings was great, mm-hmm. but also seeing my grandma was wonderful. Yeah, I got to see my parents and siblings just in August, so it's only been a couple months. Um, but I hadn't seen my grandma in a couple years, oh. so seeing my grandma was really delightful. Yeah. I got to spend some good time with her. Um, they live in a really beautiful part of Florida. I mean, like. It's Florida, so it's like <laughs> it's still Florida, <laughs> right? Like it's flat, and there's like busy roads and strip malls yeah. everywhere. But and crazy people, they live on a barrier island. Okay, which is that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So if you go a quarter mile east, it's the ocean. Yeah, and if you go a quarter mile west, it's, it's also the ocean. It's the ocean. They call it a river. Okay, but it's the ocean on it's, the other side. It's of the a island. saltwater river that is connected on both ends to the ocean. Exactly. <laughs> um. And there's like, you know, a nice, like, cool, long, awesome causeway across to the yeah. mainland. And it's a nice walk. And you got great parks and stuff on, you know, going around it. Um, it's just like a nice place to yeah, hang out. it sounds out. really nice. Yeah. Um, what else? I got to swim in the ocean. Oh, must which have been was, fun. Oh, yeah. So, like, seeing the ocean on, on Monday night was yeah. overwhelming. And then I got to go and swim. Uh, I brought my... This was a little nerve-wracking, but I brought my iPhone 7 into the water. Oh. Got some, like, underwater video. I did That's that, pretty cool. I did that in the ocean and, like, in the pool at, at my parents' place. Yeah. Um, phone's fine. Good. Thankfully. Um, I was like, I'm going to do this, and it's supposed to be okay, yeah. but I don't know if I trust it yet. And you got Apple Care. Yeah. But, so yeah, it was fine. <laughs> um, what else did I do? Oh, uh, I got another tattoo. Oh, did you? For my brother. I thought you might. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't posted a picture of it yet because this one actually scabbed. Ooh. Um, I got. Is it on your butt? It's not on my butt. Oh. It's on my other forearm. So last time I visit, last time I saw my brother in August, yeah, I got the constellation Orion, mm-hmm. um, stick and poked into my left forearm. Yeah, those were some great videos to watch. Yeah. There's more from this one. Oh, good. Um, stick and poke is when you just handhold a needle and stab and it into poke your it. skin. Yeah. Um, and on my right forearm this time I got. Uh, it's the two, it's the Hebrew words, LOI, LOI, which is a Bible thing. Okay. It means my God, my God. Okay. Um, and this was so much worse. Yeah. Was this professionally done or your brother did this? My brother did this. Okay. He, he stick and poked this too. Cool. Um, but a constellation is just a bunch of dots. Yes. Which so like dots. Is very naturally dots. suited for stick and poke. Yeah. Text. If you do text as a bunch of dots. It's a lot of dots yeah. to make lines. Yeah. And they're all right dots. next to each other. And it was really painful. And my arm was very bruised immediately afterwards. And now that the bruise is going away, the scabbing is beginning. And so it's never... It's, it's not pretty it yet. It hasn't been nice yet. Yeah. Also, I had to shave my arm. For this one? Yeah. For this one. And now my arm hairs are growing back. And yeah. And it's really weird. That's fair. It's always a little weird. Uh, I I will say... um. I was a little surprised when you first pulled your sleeve up mm-hmm. because um, I didn't I didn't read the word immediately. I saw the letters, uh-huh. um, and from my angle, I saw what looked like the numbers one zero seven and three. <laughs> um, because I, was, I I saw them as if you were looking at them, like holding. Oh, your arm sure, up. yeah. Um, so if you were looking down, you would see them that way. As in the other direction is where they're actually going, uh, and I was really confused for a moment because the Starship Enterprises call symbol. <laughs> Call number is one seven oh one three, and so those aren't in the right order. But they were all the right numbers. Yep. What would? <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, Jesse didn't get a Star Trek tattoo, did he? Yeah, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. 
Obviously. And so just like I'm seeing those li- those numbers at first, and I'm like, Dude, okay, pay more attention. Something else is going on here because it's not like that's a tattoo that Kevin might get. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Um, it's interesting that you say that because when I uh, I texted Ellen a photo of it, yeah, and her split second first reaction was she thought I got her name tattooed on my arm. <laughs> Like, just seeing the E-L, and yeah. she went, oh, my God. Oh, no. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's my God, my God. That's 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 almost as good as a Star Trek tattoo. <laughs> I'm a bigger Bible fan than I am I a Star know, Trek fan. it's fine. Sorry. You haven't seen Star Trek yet, yeah. so. <laughs> I've got time. <laughs> um, there's more video. My mom did, got a lot of video yeah. of this. This was so much more painful. Yeah. Uh, so the video is a little more entertaining. Good. Um, I like painful videos of Jesse getting hurt. I have a project idea that i want to do with the video Ooh. um i wanted to so there's probably like five or six minutes of video of me getting this and yeah. it, it took a lot longer but there's enough uh-huh. um i wanted to make like a really fast super cut of the my like the moments the needle is going yeah, in the, the skin winces, and i'm making yeah. the worst faces because yeah. um i think that'd be interesting mm-hmm. and i thought of that while i was getting it done and then afterwards, my brother showed me a project he's been working on, mm-hmm. which is um, a fart library. <laughs> this is a library of farts. It's a library of farts. He has a little um, Roland handheld digital recorder. Okay. And every time he has to fart, <laughs> he, just pulls he out hits the record and he records his fart. <laughs> And he already has a supercut of about like thirty of his, his farts. farts, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, which is really dumb because it's just a bunch of I farts. Mean, farts are funny. Farts <laughs> are funny, and so I decided to enhance my video project idea by, by cutting it to, to the fart soundtrack. the fart library. So it'll be like. Every second, it'll cut to a needle going into my arm, me making a horrible face, and a fart noise, and a fart noise, one after the other. Have you ever seen uh, the interview clip of Louis C.K. on the Daily Show talking about fart jokes? I don't think so. It's good. Look it up. Okay. Uh, like he, he explains why farts are funny. Is it be, just because they're farts? It it's he breaks it down. Okay, there's three parts. I don't know if I want that like mystery revealed. I think no, so. you do. Okay, it's it's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I almost wish I didn't think farts were funny because they're dumb, but they're funny. They're really fucking funny. Yeah, they're funny. I'll watch. Farts the video. are funny. Um, yeah, I got a new tattoo. That's going well. What else happened? Um, I brought. Oh yeah, okay. This is the other this is the other thing. Okay. I brought my microphones with me. Sure. Because I wanted to see if I could record my dad telling stories. Yeah. I wanted to like see if I could do some projects with this. My dad's a fantastic storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um he does it all the time, he can't help it. Mm-hmm. Like when we're sitting around, he's just constantly telling stories and he's like he's just straight up good at it. Yeah. He's skilled at storytelling and he's super emotional. Oh, that's cool. So like He's always crying when he's telling stories and it makes them like very compelling and interesting because he's like so intense about his emotions with these stories he's telling. Um, 
But like as soon as I like mentioned that I wanted to do this to him, it like spooked Shut him. Shut down. And he and he kept like avoiding it. Oh. It's like I brought it up a couple times and I like took the microphones out. Yeah. And like like literally one time I was like, hey, you know, like maybe we were gonna eat lunch. I was like, maybe after lunch, like I'll you know, we'll hook these we'll up talk. And, yeah. and we can I can hit record and we can chat for a while. And he was like, uh uh, I'm gonna go for a walk after lunch, <laughs> oh. and I was like, "Okay, fine." And That's I fair. and I didn't bring it up anymore. Yeah, um, but it did result in the TSA thinking that I was a terrorist when I was trying to fly out of Orlando. I, I had a similar experience when I was flying home from uh, North Carolina on Christmas. I yeah, don't know if I told you. No, what was it? Microphones? Um, what it was, was not it? microphones? Um, the last two times I flown on TSA, my bag has had something in it that made TSA go. Rrr. Yeah. Um, but coming home from North Carolina was uh, what it was. I mean, I I always opt out of the scanners. I, I think I've said that. I don't know if I've told you that or not. But I, I, it's my little form of protest. I always <laughs> opt out. Yep. Um, I'm very friendly about it. Like I don't. I don't. You're not going to make a scene. Anybody. Yeah. But I, I very politely say, I'm going to be opting out of the scanner today. Like, I know the lingo. I know the struggle. I know the script. Yep. I know what they're going to say to me when they very poorly pat me down. <laughs> it's the worst pat downs ever. Like an unskilled pat down? Like an unskilled pat down that would only find the most poorly hidden sure. terrorist materials, <laughs> I guess. Like, I've had stuff in my pockets that they couldn't find. Like, I forgot to take something out of my pockets, and they didn't find it. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, that's the level of pat-down they usually are. I've had the occasional, like, effective one mm-hmm. where they actually do their job, but most of the time, no. Um, but so I'm doing the pat-down, and normally they, like, grab your stuff and put it in front of you so you can see your stuff the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, is this your stuff? What else? All yours. Point to it. Don't touch it. Um, and it's usually it's like that bucket, that bucket, and that bag. And they grab it all, and they stack it up, and you can see it all. But my bag's running through. They're like, we got to run your bag again. I'm like, okay, sure. Um, they run it through again, and they're like, okay, we got to search your bag. And I'm like, fine. And I'm thinking, like, what it is, and I'm like, I know what it is. Uh, I made hot cocoa mix for Christmas. Yeah. Um, I made some for you. I made some for myself. I guess some with my mom. It's very good. It's very good. I I'm haven't really finished it yet. It. There's a lot of it. Yeah. Like, I haven't finished the ones I made for myself. It's a lot, which is fine. It's good. It, it's mixed. It stays. Yeah. It stays good. Um, but I, I, it's not what I wanted it to be because I couldn't find Dutch processed cocoa. Hmm. Because I used to use traditional non-alkaline cocoa. Dutch process is slightly alkaline and has a different flavor because of that. Okay. Um, but you go to like H-E-B and they don't have it. I could probably go to Whole Foods, but I wasn't going to do that when I was making it. Yeah. Um, but Amy's mom for Christmas got me a box of like, not just Dutch process, but like Dutch cocoa. Hmm. Um, and so I was very excited. So there's a box of that. But I'm thinking like... What does the box full of powder look like on the X-ray? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're pulling out the bag, and I go, "Like I, like I'm just making small talk." I'm like, "It's probably the cocoa." They're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Just, just open the bag." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's cocoa." Okay, cool. And they, they really just pull out just the cocoa. Yep. I'm like, yep, that's that's cocoa, I guess. And they run it through their scanner because they have a little scent scanner. Right. They have their they get. Their, hand, their gloves, they wipe down their gloves with a little cloth and stick that in the scanner. And if it smells a bomb or something, it beeps. I'm pretty sure it's all fake. I've seen it go off. Right, but it's probably just it goes off one every 50 times. Yeah, it's uh, such a hassle. It's all, it's all fake. It's all fake. It makes me angry. None of it is effective. It's okay. No. Uh, which is why I opt out every time. Right. 
Um, but then going coming home from, I keep wanting to say Boston because I think of you, but it was Stanford. Sure, close enough. Uh, New England, it's all the same. They're all very close to each other. <laughs> yes. Um, it was my board games because I brought because I'm me. I brought some board games, and one of them was I brought with the uh, the Looney Pyramids. I have a oh, set yeah. of Looney Pyramids that I keep in a little round tin, uh-huh. and they look like twelve stacked pyramids inside of each other and it looks weird right um uh, and another one oh then hive pieces which are these uh hexagonal half inch thick tiles right with bugs drawn on them and yeah. those were in my bag it looks weird it looks weird and so they coming home from and like hey we're gonna search through your bag and i'm gonna go probably the board games <laughs> yep and they pulled out the board games and that's yeah so like when i when i put so i expected it to be a problem flying out of austin yeah and it wasn't yeah with microphones no a lot of people probably fly out of austin with microphones true um yeah I, I, more people than orlando yeah yeah um yeah leaving orlando i went through the scanner and i saw them set it aside uh and so i like i just immediately went up to the guy and i was like i know what it is it's fine so he gets the bag and i'm like look in my shoes there's two microphones in there yeah but like you, when you can see it on the screen, yeah, like how it looks in the scanner screen, it's like yeah, there's two weird cylindrical shaped things, electronics, yeah, like you can see like the electronics of it, and I completely understand why they would yeah. be like, let's check this out. Um, but it's funny the 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 cocoa thing, yeah. When I went to Maine in the summer, mm-hmm. um, my mom flew from orlando to uh to boston yeah and she had ah, uh I know what this is <laughs> she brought and like she got stopped in each place yeah for very good reason because she brought two um they're called budaris mm-hmm. um they're cast aluminum pans made for cooking arepas on yes um which are weird things to yeah that's a put, weird thing to have put in a bag um, and go through a, a scanner and she also brought a couple bags of coffee and a couple bags of <laughs> arena pan corn flour yes. for making the arepas so she has like these bags of powder and these weird metal sil- like circles discs yeah um and then i took one of the budaris <laughs> and one of the bags of arena pan home with me and it wasn't a problem for yeah. me when i was flying out of course not but it was a problem for her getting in yeah yeah and it's weird like it's weird to explain like the guy in orlando he's he was like this old guy and he's like why do you have microphones you know he's like they ask you questions just yeah. to like ask you questions because if you like freak out they're gonna they're question gonna you more. and I, so don't freak out and you can get a bomb through exactly yeah like don't put a bomb on an airplane like i could have made these microphones bombs yeah and they would have been like oh okay they're microphones yeah but unless I the machine beeps <laughs> unless it sniffs it yeah um he was like, oh, like, you know, uh, why are you, why are you in Orlando? Why do you have microphones? And I was like, I'm visiting family and I'm a podcaster. And he was, <laughs> and he just looked at me and was like, I'm not asking you any more questions. <laughs> <laughs>